Hey friend, and welcome to the Hair Goals Podcast. The Hair Goals Podcast is brought to you by Salt Society, a hair and business community serving the beauty industry with salon business coaching, hair education, and personal development mentoring. The Hair Goals Podcast is your weekly dose of powerful education from coaches on our team, industry leaders, and stylists just like you. So let's reach those goals together because your success is ours. It's Jamie C., also known as Pretty Little Ombre, and welcome back to the Hair Goals Podcast. I'm super excited today because we are bringing to you some serious education, and we have a lovely guest, Sarah, who is also our marketing manager for Salt Society, which you should have met already in the previous episode, and if you haven't, definitely listen to that after this. But if this is the first time that you're listening to our podcast, welcome. We're happy to have you here. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Thanks for having me on again. Of course. <laughs> it's so much fun. I'm I'm really excited to talk about what we're going to be talking about today because I think this is something that is a big struggle for a lot of hairstylists, not even necessarily hairstylists, but really anyone that's kind of trying to show up on the digital space in an authentic way. There's a lot of resistance to social media. And so today we're actually going to be kind of going over the, the formula to success for social media. And often, if you have heard me educate before, I talk a lot about the formula of success, which looks a lot like mindset being the larger portion of that success, which is 80%, and then 20% is the actual strategy and skill. So we see a lot of amazing people giving away information on how to be successful with social media, but there still is a ton of resistance to even having that information and utilizing it effectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah, what do you feel like, because um, we have, we've actually done a lot of in-house classes with this, and what are some of the things that you've heard uh, other people say in terms of actually not even taking, kind of taking action at all? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it is people, I've heard people say that social media is like this big, hairy, scary monster and they don't know how to show up on it authentically. They don't know what to say. They don't understand the reason for posting, posting anything. They don't um, see the benefits and it's free marketing. And because of that, they just don't use it at all. And I'm like, you're really missing out on this opportunity to market yourself and your business. And it's completely free. Like you don't have to pay for anything when you use, you know, Instagram or Facebook, unless you're doing, you know, paid for ads. So it's just, it's a huge, it's a huge miss out um, if you're not using it. But I can understand when talking to students why it can be just so overwhelming and scary to use because they just don't really know where to start and they don't have a strategy and nothing's organized and they're trying to do it on top of already working you know 40 to 50 hours a week behind the chair um so i'd say those are probably the biggest things that i've yeah heard. For sure. and uh for those of you who don't know i am certified and trained in nlp as a mindset coach and so what i do is i 
distinguish and help people find and discover their own resistance. So what that looks like is those kind of limiting beliefs. So kind of something that you said before was like, I don't know what to post or I don't even know what to say. So that's kind of like a mask for a deeper resistance. And it may be, I'm afraid of what people think of me. I'm afraid of failing. I'm afraid of it not working. I'm afraid of being judged by people. And it goes a lot deeper, but oftentimes we don't understand how to identify our own resistance around certain things. So what I'd like to talk about today is a little bit of the science of where the resistance actually comes from, how to identify it, and then Sarah is gonna be talking about some amazing strategies that she has. So we're gonna be putting together kind of the formula of success, which is mindset and strategy together. So a little bit about the science of the mind is kind of consciously you're aware of 5% of your life, which is always blows me away when I say that out loud. <laughs> that is pretty wild. But 95% of your, um, of your life, everything that you know, believe, think, have been taught, experiences that you've had, uh, traumas, celebrations, successes, they're all really held at a much deeper part of your mind, which is called the subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind is pretty amazing. It's essentially your supercomputer. So therefore it helps you breathe and it helps you blink and it helps you drive a car and think and sing all at the same time without having to relearn basic tasks all the time. I would say that's a pretty amazing thing to not have to relearn how to use a computer or how to talk or how to breathe or how to listen or love or anything like that. But where it gets a little tricky is the subconscious mind doesn't reason independently. It basically does what it's told. And oftentimes it's just being molded by what we're taking in energetically, what we're reading, who we're surrounding ourselves with. Um, and the biggest baseline actually to your subconscious mind is kind of from the ages of zero to seven, which is your childhood. <laughs> and your childhood is really actually super, super dependent on kind of how you function in the rest of your life, unfortunately and unfortunately for people. And where this becomes a problem is, let's just say your parents believed that success was frowned upon, that maybe they were, they had their own beliefs around success, that maybe you would fail or that you wouldn't be good enough. And they essentially taught you those behaviors and from zero to seven you're just a walking subconscious mind and you take in this information and it becomes your truth and everything you believe is a hundred percent truth and that's why it becomes so uh, conflicting as you get older when you meet people who don't have the same belief systems as you and you can't find some common ground simply because it's their 100% truth and then you have your truth and you have to learn how to coexist with people who don't believe in the same things that you do but where this becomes a little bit more of a deeper issue when it comes to goal setting is essentially let's just say that you watched maybe your mother or father or someone that you love maybe reach for the stars and they didn't do well and they gave up and it was really detrimental to them and whereas you would view this and you saw someone as um, maybe failing or experiencing pain your subconscious mind associates that kind of like reaching for the stars or success as pain or failure and that's just one example among many uh, but you may not be consciously aware of that maybe in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, but it is in your mind. 
And it also kind of comes to the surface when you start to consciously think, I'm kind of sick of maybe having the same clients all the time. Maybe I just really am super drawn to maybe doing just extensions only. And so consciously you make the decision to want to do social media and go into venture into maybe just extensions. And all of a sudden you start feeling resistance and resistance kind of looks like hesitation. It's the kind of the reasoning, the thought process of the what ifs and all of these, all this hesitation starts to come to the surface and maybe we procrastinate. Maybe we keep pushing it off and never end up doing it. Or maybe we just think of all the reasons why we shouldn't. But the key thing that I said there was hesitation hesitation to your mind means something's wrong because like I said it's a supercomputer it doesn't know that you're actually trying to do something better for your life and that it will most likely have a beautiful outcome it only knows what it's been taught and the second that your subconscious kind of feels that hesitation it triggers like a, a it's almost like a primal existence that's in our brain it's basically there for survival and if you are going from day to day feeling fine and then all of a sudden you hesitate alarms go off and all of a sudden you maybe feel anxiety or hesitation and uh, panic and then we start to kind of have this anticipatory anxiety around things that actually may not even happen in the future and we build up this huge story in our head and when really we could have looked deeper and said okay that's just my subconscious mind talking I believe that this is gonna be okay. I believe in my success. I believe that what I'm doing is okay. But if you're not trained by a mindset coach or have the tools to really understand what's happening, you're most likely gonna go through that cycle again and again in different areas of your life. Uh, Sarah, does this sound familiar in any area of your life? Oh, for <laughs> it does for me. Sure. <laughs> For sure. Oh, and I mean, you know, before be becoming a mindset coach, I it was fascinating to me because I have gone through so many deep resistant moments. And now that I know what it is and now that I understand how to actually like work through them um, and separate my subconscious mind is almost like a second person as an overprotective parent that really is just trying to look out for me. Because here's, here's the, real, the real problem that we face is our subconscious mind is looking out for us. It wants us to be safe. And when it experiences that hesitation and it says, hey, well, she's trying to reach success, but then you were taught, you kind of trained your subconscious mind to view success as pain or failure. It's like, no, 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 I don't want you to feel pain. I don't want you to feel that experience that you saw someone you loved go through. So I'm going to ring the alarms. I'm going to start making you self-sabotage. I'm going to make you have all of this panic because I don't want you to hurt yourself. And that really is the cycle that your brain goes through. It's very, very intelligent. And it really is just only worried about one thing, surviving. And so when you understand that capacity, you understand the resistance is the key to diving deeper into what am I actually afraid of? And is that a real fear? Is it a real thing that I have to work through? Or am I just experiencing something from my past? Mm -hmm. And so identifying your resistance is kind of simple uh, when you use this technique. So, um, your subconscious mind is very, very intelligent. Like I said before, it is a supercomputer and it actually holds everything you've ever experienced in your mind, even from when you were in 
your mother's womb. Your brain knows everything from that far back, but we just can't consciously think about those things all the time because we'd go crazy. And so the simple thing to do is when you're feeling that resistance, this is all I'm gonna have you do. I'm gonna have you get into a quiet space. I'm gonna have you go somewhere where you feel super safe and centered um, and put your hands on your heart and close your eyes and ask yourself or ask your subconscious mind, why am I feeling anxiety? Why am I feeling resistance? Why, what am I actually afraid of? And for some people who have done this work um, again and again, the answer actually may come very, very quickly. But sometimes it takes up to a couple days for the answer, but it will come, I promise you. Your subconscious mind is just simply retrieving data, but it will come to the surface. It will give you an answer. And sometimes you'll be very surprised by what actually comes out. And sometimes it'll just pop up and that, that thought is actually the truth. And that is how you identify the true resistance. And if it's taking you a little bit longer, I encourage you to do some journaling and writing. That also tends to um, kind of unlock kind of where that resistance is coming from. And I, I would also suggest um, continually doing that work. It is not like a one and done deal. You're gonna feel resistance in every part of your life, uh, but just kind of know what resistance means. It means that there's either your brain's in survival mode, you're experiencing something that um, is from your past, and it's just trying to look out for you. So when you consciously know, hey, I actually am just, I'm just trying to do something better for my life. Then once you know the resistance, then you can integrate the strategy and you can rework that. Uh, one more tip um, that I'd like to give you prior to Sarah smelling all of her knowledge and her deets, <laughs> which I love listening to her educate. Uh, so I can't wait to listen. Um, but one thing that I would suggest is when that kind of thought comes to the surface and you get the real answer is, this is what I educate in, in my um, manifestation courses and in my magic of money making and my mini manifesting course is to simply build trust back with your subconscious mind. And I call this harmonizing with your subconscious. And so you can't uh, kind of move forward with long-term, long-lasting results in your strategy. Because if you just say, okay, well, I'm actually just afraid of what people will think of me. And then you integrate like Sarah's amazing strategy, you're gonna get to a certain point where that hesitation comes back to the surface simply because you haven't actually built trust back with your subconscious mind. And it's gonna be like, hey, nope. <laughs> you still have issues in that mind we have to work out. And that's okay, everyone experiences that. But once you un understand the tools of how to rework it and rewire and rebuild, then you're in the clear. So to rebuild that kind of old limiting belief or something that is uh, maybe from your past is being able to build trust again. So remember it like this. Your subconscious mind is like an overprotective parent. Maybe you're a teenager and that parent was like, you're gonna go out and I don't want you staying out late because I don't want you to get in trouble. And then you went out late and you got in trouble and now your parent doesn't trust you. Okay, that's a good way to remember that because now you have to build that trust back with your parent because that parent's not all of a sudden like just gonna immediately trust you when you go back out late again, right? So you have to kind of harmonize with them and you have to build trust. 
So by building trust, that means I'm gonna set, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you that I'm not in trouble, that I'm not gonna be putting myself in danger. And what that means is if I'm afraid of, let's just say failing, well, failure is not an option. I am going to prove to you that in 30 days, always setting a time frame, I'm going to be consistent with using my strategy and I'm going to keep moving forward and any kind of roadblock that I meet, I'm going to face it and I'm going to be strong and I'm going to be brave and I'm safe. That is a key word. I am safe. I am safe while I'm doing this because once you believe that you are, your subconscious will. And then that's when the resistance fades away. And that can be used with anything, with social media, opening your salon, um, having really difficult conversations with, you know, friends, family, coworkers, bosses, um, in your relationships. You know, if you've had really terrible relationships in the past and you have a hard time trusting people and you self-sabotage all of your relationships, this is a perfect place to start with kind of doing that deep dive with the resistance and harmonizing and doing the deeper work. And that is my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so interesting hearing you talk about mindset because if you've never, you know, had a mindset coach or done any of that research yourself, like you just have no idea that any of that is happening to you and you just it can just come off as like you just being like scared to do things when in reality it's like there's just so like many deeper <laughs> things that Very prevent complex. you from doing what you really want to do or think that you should do um so yeah doing all of that internal work first is so so important and then you know secondly secondary to that is having a strategy um, and that goes for anything in life really it's having you know some type of strategy and being organized at least for me that's what helps with my stress and anxiety is when I have a plan and I'm organized and I know how to execute it versus just kind of like going in willy-nilly and like that is my I'm not comfortable with that like that's <laughs> winging, it. <laughs> winging it is outside of my comfort zone <laughs> So, and maybe that makes me a little bit of a control freak and I'm sure that, you know, past trauma and things that have happened to me in my life and my subconscious mind has wired me to be that way. Um, but I'm hoping that the way that I'm able to cope with those anxieties um, and at least in terms of marketing and showcasing these tips that I'm about to share will help anybody who's also feeling that way when it comes to social media and marketing. Mm -hmm. um, so the first thing that I wanted to share is understanding, um, you know, what you're marketing. So what's your purpose um, for using social media in general? Is it to build a clientele? Is it to, you know, attract that ideal client? Um, because I feel like so much of the time and so many students that we've talked to all kind of feel like in cosmetology school, you're, you know, it breeds this mentality that stylists have to be good at everything, a jack of all trades. Um, and then you end up just kind of outside of cosmetology school, just kind of taking any clients that you can because that's how you think you're going to be able to 
to make money and an income. And the more people that you take on, the more money you'll make when, in fact, I feel like that's exactly how the stress and anxiety starts to build from a very, very early stage. And so instead of focusing on something that you're truly passionate about or really want to do in terms of services, whether it's, you know, balayage or foliage, blonding or men's haircuts, you think you have to do it all. And instead of just focusing on just one of those things and learning how to really market that specific service and talk to those specific people, I feel like that's when you go and not having any idea of what to say or who you're talking to or why that causes a lot of anxiety. Sarah, to, to play on that too, I feel like there's a lot of resistance with people really feeling okay with choosing like a few things that you feel super passionate about because maybe it's not the industry norm, but know that this industry is really open for you to choose what you want and to give yourself permission to do the work that lights you up. Right, right. And I don't know, and again, I'm not, I didn't go to cosmetology school. I have a marketing degree, so I can't really speak to, you know, how, how that education um, like really feels and, and how people are taught to feel like this mentality of like needing to be good at everything and to take anybody who walks in the door. Yes, I think it's important obviously to like understand all types of techniques and you know, all types of services. But at the same time, um, again, I just think that breeds like so much stress and anxiety when you really can just be like honing in on, I, I love that you call it your area of genius because it really is like, what do you really want to do yeah. with your life? You spend way too much time at work to not enjoy the type of work that you're doing or like feeling fulfilled in the type of work that you're doing. So I think it's just so important to really figure out what that is, um, you know, whether that's with, you know, mindset education or really just kind of diving deep and saying, what do I really want to do um, with my life? And then learning how to use strategy to market and attract those particular people for those particular services. Um, so that's kind of like the first step. Um, and then the second step would be really knowing and understanding who your audience is and who you're speaking to, um, because that plays a huge part into engagement. I think the other the other thing I hear a lot of students um, talk about in our classes is, you know, I'm trying to be consistent on social media, but I'm not getting any engagement or I'm not getting, you know, a lot of followers, this, that, and the other thing. And the first and foremost, followers um, do not, e the amount of followers you have does not equal how successful you are behind the chair. You could have 20,000 followers but those 20,000 people are not butts in your chair. Like they're just, they're not. So even if you only are attracting 100 followers, if those 100 people are your ideal client and they're in your area and you're speaking to them in the right way, that's how you're really going to start converting them into actual paying clients, which is the important thing. Um, so 
besides knowing your purpose, it's how are you talking to that particular audience? Um, and again, that's where engagement comes into play. So um, how are you engaging with them? Is it through captions? Is it with your stories? Are you engaging back with people who are engaging with you? Um, are you asking them captivating questions? Um, how are you getting people to engage with your content? Because obviously it is about, you know, showcasing who you are as a person, who you are as a stylist, um, you know, your work, obviously your client experience um, and all of that good stuff. But if you're just, you know, throwing out, you know, images, they could be beautiful images. That's still not necessarily connecting with anyone on a deeper level. So how do you really, you know, dig deep and connect with potential clients on a deeper level? Um, and that only comes with really understanding who your audience is and who your ideal client is, which again, you need to kind of figure all of that out in terms of why are you using marketing in the first place? Um, so then the third thing that I wanted to talk about is just the organization and scheduling um, aspect of content creation, because I feel like that's the other hardship that people have with social media is how do I create, um, you know, beautiful content? How do I have time to, you know, write a, a engaging caption? Um, how do I have time to, you know, engage back with people who are engaging with my account? And again, for me, uh, anxiety really for me is having a schedule and having everything planned out. So um, as some of you or most of you may know by now, I'm, you know, in charge of Salt Hair and Salt Society's social media accounts. And that comes with a lot of planning. I, when I first started the position was kind of just going in every day and, and posting for the day. And then I realized that it was just, it was, I was making more work for myself and it was more difficult to do it that way. Being able to sit down for an entire day and plan out a month's worth of content and then not have to you know, worry about in the moment what I'm gonna say or what the reason is for posting that day is just such an anxiety and stress relief. Um, so, I mean, there's a, a ton of different tips that and a ton of different things that Jamie and the team and I have used to create content. Um, but what I would highly suggest doing is you know, coming into your salon on a day off, um, you know, either with your whole team or, I mean, I guess you could do it alone, but it's much more fun mm -hmm. to do it with an entire team. It is. Uh, and, and hiring a, a photographer to come in and just get a ton of content for you from, um, you know, ask some friends to come in. You could do their hair kind of for free if you wanted to, um, just to just to have those models um, and people that are comfortable in front of the camera and just create a ton of content from the time that they're walking in the door to what their client experience is, the amenities that um, you as a salon or a stylist offer um, throughout your entire creative process. So what it, what it looks like and what it feels like to be a client in your space. Um, and then obviously you could take some really beautiful styled hair photos that can give you a bank of content for that um, content pillar as well. So I would suggest trying to, you know, spend a day not only to just create all of the different types of, of content, 
for a month or you know a few months in bulk and then spending you know a day to actually schedule it out and all and plan the whole thing out for your for the next month so you don't have to in the moment feel that anxiety of okay my client's processing i know that i need to you know be present on social media and be consistent and i'm trying to post on my lunch break and i literally have no idea what to do who to talk to or what to say yeah that could be a huge source of anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just not enough time. not want to do anything and just yeah. put the app away mm-hmm. or just scroll and be looking at all the other people who are actually showing up and then you just feel resentment. Right. <laughs> there's that too. Absolutely. So yeah, the more organized you can be, if you can schedule things out in advance, if you, you know, know the type of client that you're trying to attract and speak to because you know the type of services that really light you up and those are the things you want to focus on then you know those those are the biggest three things to creating to start to create a social media strategy um and i definitely dive deeper into that in um my let's get social mini course um where i can go over in in more detail about the different types of content you can create and how to create it and how to schedule it out but um yeah i think those are three three big takeaways yeah i agree with all of those i think they're great points getting very well first off you know getting your foundation of your kind of reframing your ideas around social media so instead of maybe coming to the table like i don't know what to say or i don't know what to post you can kind of reframe that into how can i show up as my best self how you know instead of i don't know like you're, you we have you have all the tools the tools are there waiting for you to just to dive into and you, you kind of think about social media as like well what is the gain what is the gain that i get from this cuz it's not just i don't know how it's like what what's the end result right you know you just want to imagine yourself getting all those dms getting all those bookings getting all those requests and then what does that mean right from there that means wow i've got so much i'm working on my my ideal client i'm doing the work that lights me up i'm back in love with the reason i started hair in the first place and then what does that mean i'm financially free i get to go on vacations i have more freedom i love my job i don't have to worry about paying my bills anymore things are just kind of effortlessly flowing my way that is the end result you know so it's it's important to focus on kind of the outcome and less about kind of not knowing how to do it because then that can be very overwhelming and that can really scare you into never doing it um and and i think also you would probably agree with this too sir is that you know it's it's very easy to do the scroll the mindless scroll but know that the subconscious is taking it in and the moment you start to feel um any feelings around inadequacy or not being able to show up the way they they are not being able to have your work look the same way or I'm not, I'm not as like I'm not as talkative as that person or not as energetic as that person like I'm never going to be successful if I'm an introvert or which is not the case it's not the case at all mm-hmm. and the interesting thing about mindset and energy and manifestation is they pair 
very well together. So I also do talk a lot about manifesting in terms of how your thoughts and feelings become your reality. So just, I would like to kind of end on this is that manifesting is happening every moment of your life. And the energy that comes out of you is the energy you're attracting. And those are the experiences that you're going to have in your life. So the more grounding and safety you can feel around your goals, the better result you're going to have with them. And the moment you start to feel yourself kind of like dipping into like the jealousy pool of like scrolling and kind of feeling that, know that that energy and that space actually trains your mind um, to think that which you secretly desire is bad. And it'll push you further away from it. Uh, so instead of looking at that person and feeling jealousy, look at them as a shining example of what is possible for you because they were exactly where you were, right? Everyone starts at zero. Everyone starts not knowing what they're doing and then learns how to do it. You just find bravery and expansion and you find a community of people and you don't feel so alone. <laughs> and it's pretty amazing, especially during a worldwide pandemic when you can't see people, at least you have a social community of people you can call friends. So there's a lot of benefits to social media, but it's shifting the beliefs around it and knowing how to rework those limiting beliefs and how to integrate those really powerful strategies of consistency um, and clarity. I would say one of the biggest things is getting really clear on what you're doing and why you're doing it. But uh, so Sarah has some amazing um, social media options in terms of her mini course, the engagement bundle builder, which is so freaking cool. I mean, she has a calendar basically, here's what to post and when to post. <laughs> here is your roadmap. And, you know, she helps you get very clear on how to use it, how to use the app, and, but also how to utilize it to reach your goals. And um, yeah, so super excited about that. I also have uh, my manifestation courses, but we also have a ton of free options too in our, in our blog posts. So we will link all of those options for you uh, in the show notes. And I hope that you have uh, a lot of fun kind of looking through those resources and learning and growing. And we want you to dive into your success and it's, ugh. I just, I'm like thinking about the person that's listening to this right now. And I'm really hoping that like one of one part of this was like such a light bulb moment for you and that you feel heard and you feel like, oh my God, everything I've ever thought, like I not, like it's not just in my head. A lot of other people are feeling that way. And I hope that was this episode for you. But uh, thank you, Sarah, for all of your amazing knowledge. Your brain is so beautiful. <laughs> Thanks, James. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, guys. Thank you so much uh, for joining another episode of the Hair Goals podcast, and we'll see you next time.